And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. We are exploited. We are downtrodden. We are denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation away from us or aside from us is come together against the common enemy. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being, God damn it! My life has value! Get together, have a few laughs. Theo here of the Iowa Talk Guys. And I'm TP. We're bringing a little slow moving jam today we're having a little bit of a scotch and cigar session yes sir got a couple topics that we're gonna go over and you know go off on our many tangents within those topics and you know how we do yep that's why you guys keep coming and listening to us right well that's what i gotta tell myself yeah i hope anyways anyway before we get this started cheers brother cheers a little scotch yeah. Tasty. All right. Now, first thing I want to start off with is this article that uh, this is WRAL.com, but this is an Associated Press article. came out August 23rd. said the Pope imposes deadline for Vatican to transfer asset, assets to bank. And here it says we're in Rome, reporting from Rome. Pope Francis on Tuesday imposed an October 1st deadline for the Holy See offices and Vatican-linked institutions to deposit their assets with the Vatican Bank, which is kind of a big deal. That's a lot of assets around the entire world, right? I mean... Well, this article that you brought up says like 5.1 billion in euros under management. Well, they say... The decree follows his decision earlier this year to entrust management of all Vatican assets to one office. Apparently, they didn't trust other offices with their money, uh, and they said that. So was, they may have had like a South American office, a North American office, something like this, and now they're consolidating or something like that. But they had like this is they said it's because there was a scandal over a three hundred fifty million euro investment in a London property. Ooh. Yeah, the Brits, the British office was being unethical. And with, oh wow, weird, right? But that's, that's the justification. Three hundred and fifty million euro. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a pretty nice piece Quite, of property there. Right, uh, inside of London. In London, wow. Yeah, I mean, from what I hear, you know, the real estate market is uh, pretty much only high rolling types in London. Hmm. High rolling types, indeed. But yeah, like you said here in this article, it said. It currently has some 5.1 billion euros in assets under management and reported 18 million euros in profit last year. Why would a bank, or I'm sorry, <laughs> a church, be profiting millions of euros? I mean, I understand they have things they have to pay for and stuff. 
But you would think they would take like the Mother Teresa route. Maybe they own copyrights and stuff that they get residual income from. Well, off of. Perhaps they own songs. <laughs> you know, get royalties know. like Justin Bieber. Or uh, I know they, they their space program is pretty gnarly. The Vatican has... Oh, you mean like the viewing actually? You mean... Uh, yeah, like I mean a lot of... Their their school. Well, they have the largest observatory in the world. In the or world, like yeah. That, right? The Lucifer Telescope or something. What? Like that. Yeah. Um. Crazy, right? And uh, also, the scientist that came up with the Big Bang theory was a Jesuit priest that came out of the Vatican. Well, I'll be damned. Right. Well, here's another thing that's really interesting. You know, with Pope Francis doing that, I think that is a huge red flag. If there was this 350 million euro scandal, I mean, that's a lot of euros. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of euros, yes. So how much money are you spending to bring all your assets back to Rome? All roads lead to Rome. And that's 5.1 billion? Yeah. That's quite a bit. Makes a few people billionaires. Maybe maybe they're just concerned that if, uh, you know, the currencies collapse... Theirs will be safe. Their assets, their gold, their whatever. The population of the Vatican can't be more than a few hundred or something like that, right? A few yeah, thousand but, at most. But it's the richest city state in the world. I was going to say, billions <clears throat> for a few thousand, man, or if whatever, just speculatively. You know, that's, that's pretty nice, man. And I do believe that place is kind of built like Fort Knox. It's very hard to get into. Yeah? Yeah. They have... And they're Swiss guards, apparently. And the, their guards are no slouches either. Per, apparently, they're the preferred nationality of guards for they're for n- the neutral, right? But yeah, they have go, folks go check out the Swiss guard uniforms. It's pretty interesting stuff. It is interesting. But moving on with that, like I said, another interesting thing that the Pope said is he has declared. This is on September first, twenty twenty two declares mankind is experiencing the outbreak of World War III. Not that we're on the verge, not that it's going to happen, that we are already experiencing it. Which I was like, wow, that's kind of a shocker. Uh, Theo and I have been talking about this. I'm surprised that, uh, you know, we're in alignment with the Pope on an issue. <laughs> I'm really surprised, Because I, I, really, uh, I don't really think he's the uh, right hand of God, as uh, a lot of people believe, but... If we want to get into that, we that's can get a safe that. assumption. Yeah, that, we can have another whole episode on that, especially this pope in general, Pope Francis, who is a Jesuit priest. Who, from my research and understanding, once you become a Jesuit priest, you take an oath never to take up the mantle of the pope because the Jesuit priesthood is essentially like the CIA of the Vatican, special forces. Yeah. So when you take up the mantle of a Jesuit priest. You take an oath to never take up the mantle of Pope because you essentially are doing things, you know, perhaps outside of con- the church's taste. Yeah, the public church's taste. Yeah, unconventional means. I mean, nothing. Nothing they can have their fingerprints on. Right. I mean, it kind of reminds me, and it's not to this extreme. It could be. Maybe they do, but the Da Vinci Code, that yeah. one dude yeah. hunting down Tom Hanks. Yeah. Uh, 
kind of ridiculous. The but. albino dude? <laughs> yeah, the albino <laughs> He's ninja look- priest or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think he was supposed to represent like a Jesuit or whatever. But, I mean, they do have assassins. So, that you know, in times of war, the Jesuit... Uh, do they? Chain of command. Or are you uh, talking like crusades? No, no, no. Uh, recently with our, you know, like World War Two and stuff like that. What? World War One. They yeah, they've used the Jesuits to pass messages among countries and ah. stuff. Yeah, it's all documented stuff. Like I said, maybe we'll do a show on that. But anyways, getting back to what Pope Francis said about we are experiencing the outbreak of World War Three, and sadly, I, uh, I mean, I think he's right, dude. Uh, peace talks. It's true. Peace talks have all but gone out the window. Well, I mean, did, not that did they really one were. side. Even, even tried. No. It By was that all... one side, I mean the West, the collective West. Well, he said, uh, yeah, and he told this to an audience of bishops and stuff at the Vatican. Uh, the, the pontiff has been criticized for not coming down hard enough on Russia, but he spoke a day ahead of the anniversary of the outbreak of World War II. Weird. Hmm. That's just interesting, huh? Yeah. Anyways... Like I said, uh, he was addressing Polish-speaking pilgrims at the end of his weekly audience in the Vatican yesterday. And he encouraged prayers in a special way for the people of Ukraine. He said, tomorrow you will remember the anniversary of the outbreak of the Second World War, which so painfully marked the Polish nation. Today, we are experiencing the third. May the memory of past experiences spur your cult of peace in yourselves and families and in social and international life. I mean, he, yeah, he's, he's, that sounds more like, it doesn't sound like he's interpreting the times as such. I kind of interpreted that as he just laying it out there. No, like, yeah. It, 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 well, this is this the is times a, that we're in. What, right. Like I said, kind of like European leaders have been on the economic front, which we're going to get to a little bit later. But like, you know, yep. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. But you guys hang in there is what Europe's leaders are saying to like the people that right. are having to install wood burners in their houses and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, we'll get into that. Well, that we'll might as well just segue into that. So the government, the German government will support, has announced, okay, that they will support the Ukraine war effort as, quote, as long as they need us, unquote, and no matter what public opinion of voters on the issue germany's foreign minister said on wednesday september 3rd so the elected official that the people quote-unquote elected and put in power is now telling the people i don't care what you have to think about the matter we're gonna do whatever we want here we're gonna do what we want well they're being more honest about it right yeah i guess i mean it's really once again extremely ironic germany out of all countries you think they would have learned by now. <laughs> yeah. But we also don't know how they were taught. Right? No. Thank, I do know for goodness. a fact I do know for a fact that their their history of World War Two is drastically different from the rest of the world's. And I do know for a fact that most people in Germany had no idea what was going on until it was too late. Yeah. Well yeah, what do you I mean you don't think they were just I'm sure there's a few, uh, quite a few that were caught off surprise because yeah, yeah, there's quite a few people here it's in America. Propaganda. It's called are propaganda. Are going to be caught off, you know, off guard. 
If you the, look at videos of like Berlin and stuff in yeah. the beginning of the summer of 1944, it's like, oh, we're just enjoying us a dance party, swimming a, here in the summer of love. Come join us. We're eating some sauerkraut and sausages and we're swimming in the river this summer. And we've got some dunkel over here. We're going to drink it. Which are Jägermeister. We are just having a gay old time swimming in the river. Yeah, drinking beer and eating sausages. Come see. It's so fun. Yeah. Anyway, and, hey, uh, I would go. That sounds like a great time to me. It didn't take too long <laughs> to find out that other things were in order. It's almost like there was just one of those things that was like, there's something you can't, there's something dark under the surface there, but you can't quite, you don't know, right? Yeah. A lot of people are too afraid to scratch too far either. Well, there's a lot of people, yeah. It's like, uh, it's they're acting like a man that has. He knows he has a very unpleasant business that he has to attend to, but he keeps putting it off. Yeah, kicking the old can down the road. We're right. all guilty of it to one degree or another. To an extent, yeah. Well, and you know, hey, we were both there, dude. The, the truth, it will set you free, but it's going to piss you off first. And I fell victim to that. Uh, well, just welcome <clears throat> to being pretty much in like the mental minority of everything for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, nobody likes to be made a fool of. You just hear you people know. talking and it's like, wow. No, I don't think that at all. <laughs> well, know? yeah. And things and, that they and, take for granted. Yeah, and sometimes when I do say some stuff to people, they're like, oh man, well, I never thought about it that way. I'm like, most people haven't, you know? But that's what propaganda does to people. Right, exactly. So. That's what, like... So it, they it's are so just, crazy. They are just down at the river eating fine meats uh, from from Austria, Poland, from Poland and Austria, and yeah. they it's are so enjoying good. the weather. It's warm. We are. By the way, Austria wants to join us. Yes, <laughs> they are friends. We shall create a new Reich. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a third Reich. <laughs> and anyways, so anyway, now they're now uh, now they are. Putting themselves up shit's creek. Yeah. Yeah. So Germany announced that, that they don't care about what their citizens have to say, that they're going to go guns blazing just like they did with the whole going green thing when they shut off their nuclear plants. Mm. And a lot of the citizens were like, what are you doing? What's a fuck? You know? And I believe, I do believe they were warned also by our former president that if you guys do this and rely on Russian oil and gas... The giggle party at the UN speech. Uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody thought it was just, just freaking hilarious. Germany will become totally dependent on Russian energy if it does not immediately change course. <laughs> oh, that Trump! He's so stupid. <laughs> he, he's just a reality TV show star. He knows nothing about yeah. global politics. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> You're fired. It's not even funny. Yes. Mr. German, I laugh without so, yeah, actually they, smiling on my face. <laughs> they, they literally laughed at him. And now, what he said, I mean, he's not some type of prophet, folks. He just, you know, came to the most logical conclusion of this is what's going to happen if you get rid of all of your, well, not all of it, but the majority of your nuclear and coal burning energy plants and rely strictly on the green energy stuff that's still fairly new is not, guess what? Shocker to anybody that doesn't know. Windmill farms do not generate enough electricity. Well, they don't generate enough electricity to pay for themselves. Right. That's why they have to be, have whatever has to be paid for by the government because they don't, they don't turn a profit. 
and there's so much money and it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then on top Kinda of like that, ethanol. they can't even recycle. Like it's ethanol. going green, but you can't even recycle the blades or the mo- they like they throw they literally throw all the stuff in the landfill. Now there's st- finally this is how many years of windmills been out? Ten years plus. They're now finally starting to develop windmill blades uh, that um, you can recycle and reuse. I'm like, whoa! Imagine that concept. What does it take to create batteries for this technology? Rare earth metals. Who has that market cornered? China. Mm-hmm. So you know we depend on this. Is all so think about that Nord Stream line. I think that goes across the Baltic or something like that to yes. Germany from Russia. There was some turbine that was all hung up in Canada or General Electric or some turbine or something like that, and they weren't giving it back. They weren't, you know, getting the parts. I don't recall so, that. Yeah, uh, I need to bring a source up on that. But that's not where we're going for this one. No. Uh, this is an AP article that um, Chunsky, Chunsky sent us this one, actually. Oh, yes. Our friend Chun, Chun, anarcho-capitalist. says here that Europe's energy crisis loomed larger Friday, Friday after Russian energy giant. This is, excuse me, the AP September 2nd, 2022. Gier Mulsen and Johanna Kozlowska. And uh, so, yeah, so they're not. Gazprom said it couldn't resume the supply of natural gas because they're maintaining a turbine. Presently, mm-hmm. so I believe we spoke about that on one of our shows too. That the UN was like, "You guys better not be using energy as a weapon here." Well, that's it. Goes on later here in the article to talk about how you know they the, the European leaders do talk about how they are using you know energy as a weapon of war. They do get into that, of course. Shocker! Why wouldn't you? It's it, you're at war, dude. Well, I mean, it, it's just. The think about what all of these countries, NATO, have done foreign policy wise, and what they've done, what that has done to transport, you know, and they just have done whatever the hell they want. Yeah, for such a long time, and then all of a sudden, Billy somebody else, somebody else comes along. They've got themselves a big stick to swing around, and frankly, this big old bully that nobody likes. They haven't swung that thing around too much, quite frankly. Ukraine, in Ukraine, special military operations, what they're calling it. That's where they've done it. Everywhere else, they've... Hey, guess what? Europe they're not is, really even swinging it. Europe is still... Yes, in fact... Putin, they're more poking it with that stick. Yeah, Because Putin, if they wanted to swing it, your Ukraine would be already taken over. I, I think so, absolutely. In <laughs> fact, we have you know brought before about how they're using mostly troops from Donetsk, yeah. the region in Ukraine that are loyal to Russia. They're not even using actual Russian Russian military. regular troops. They're they're do they're running military operations. Right. Which you you brought something up. Let's 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 uh back burner that and get back on track here for the uh the Germany getting shut off. Yeah. Um and of course, they're saying there's only one way to prepare for this, and you know that's to reduce gas and electricity demand. Well, once again, it keeps all this green shit yeah. that they just keep cramming down our throats. <clears throat> when I talk to some of these baby boomers, man, you know, I think it's so great that we're going to all these renewables and yada yada yada. 
Yeah, but the problem is there's not enough. You say this to him. There's not enough to replace fossil fuels yet. Fossil right. fuels are still where it's at. The technology is not sufficient enough yet. And they just don't get it. No. It, they, they're, well, so, it, the cognitive dissonance. It, right. is real, folks. It's real. Well, so, so an, another. They said it was the reason they, why they shut down that pipeline was for maintenance purposes, correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. but but hold on. Check this out. Mm. Wait. What? I'm, I'm getting prepared to be shocked. Reuters writes August 30th, 2022. Mimosa Spencer, that's a hell of a name, and Elizabeth Pino write that. Gazprom at the time is pre- was preparing to freeze supplies to France, hmm. some sort of energy outfit they work with there, maybe some sort of subsidiary called Engie, E-N-G-I-E. They're blaming it over a, dis- a dispute over co- uh, contracts, excuse me. I did hear about that one too. But Gazprom is saying, no, you didn't pay for July deliveries, so we're, we're waiting hoping. for money. Yeah. And meanwhile, I've heard reports that not confirmed that that Russia's burning off millions of dollars of natural gas right now. Well, that's interesting speculation. I mean, but it would make sense because if they don't have anywhere to store this gas that they're shutting off for maintenance purposes. Yeah, I mean, it's happened in the U.S. before. Yeah, we do the same thing. What what do we do at oil refineries and everything? So (laughs) it's not something out of the realm of reality. Anyway, they report. Moscow using gas as weapon of war. Shocker. Yeah. I, and it's just, I guess what I was trying to make, the point I was trying to make with the earlier little tangent that we went off on regarding that is that, you know, it's always a one-way street with these guys, with with Europe and the U.S. versus everybody else. Well, yeah, if they don't do what we tell them to do, then they're the bad guy, obviously. Yeah. I mean, never mind the $300 billion in assets that the West just seized from russians just oh ours yeah not even uh russian politicians russian businessmen at all yeah, all, yeah al- like oligarchs and stuff like civilians yeah. like private C- citizens yes private citizens that uh just so happen to be working for some of these energy companies too. yeah honestly <laughs> probably create a shitload of jobs for americans in certain places yeah, and well, Europeans. Other people, i mean yeah <clears throat> but at the same time you know it's pretty ridiculous because the U.S. and the U.N. are both guilty of using energy as a weapon in war. Uh, not just that, but how about what about uh, medical facilities, or <laughs> how about denying, not necessarily using it, but you know, denying the energy, the use of that energy. Say, like after the Gulf War, you know, when we came in, and we bombed the crap out of Iraq, and we took out some hospitals and Hard water treatment facilities, and. Uh, and we spoke about this on the podcast before. Flinging Iraqi soldiers. Yeah, uh, and and dams, you know, and uh, we the sanctions we put on them is that you they were not allowed to rebuild those facilities. Oh. Remember? Madeline Albright, she was interviewed, and they said that over half a million yep, children yep, 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 yep. have died due to those consequences. It. Yeah, we talked about it, and she's like, hell yeah, the price was worth it. <laughs> we believe the price was worth it all the way. And guess what? That clip is buried in YouTube, boy. Mrs. Buried. Well, what good are soldiers if you don't use them, Madeline Albright? That's right. They're there to die. Not my kids, obviously, but yours. Yep. Hey. Anyway. France doesn't like it when they get treated like they're just some other old country that... Well, and Macron is a WF young global leader. Young global leader. Graduate. 
I should say. I Imagine guess that. I'm, yeah. And, uh, yeah, France, I mean, hey, France has been getting upset for a long time. There's been protests in the streets there for years going, I mean. Yeah, but France, much like California and New York and places like, they just keep voting these boneheads in and. Yeah, I mean, you know, you would think, and once again, that's the definition of insanity. Yeah. Well, I mean, not that, like, the Republican administrations of other states are just so virtuous, you know? I don't know. Ron DeSantis well, make, sounds nice, but... He's still... He's still a politician, he's, you know? He's, yeah. And guess what? Politicians are supposed to sound really nice. They're the supposed to get you in the feels, right? The hunt for Red October. Listen... I'm a politician, which means I'm a cheat and a liar. And when I'm not kissing babies, I'm stealing their lollipops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's still part of the club, though. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. We ain't in it. That's the other thing, that these people are so out of touch with reality, dude. Yeah, they believe it's their destiny to forge our reality, to manage everything for us. That's what these believe, these leaders of the West believe. Yeah, and I don't it, agree with that. Yeah. And we demonstrated some of that in our, one of our shows uh, when we talked about Nancy. I'm just... I had a really long day. I'm just... N- old Nancy, during the pandemic lockdowns, everybody else is struggling, paying their bills, and the Congress is like, oh, we don't have to pay your rent and stuff and everything, but screw you people that have a mortgage. That wasn't even Congress. That was the CDC. Oh, yeah, you're right, That's which is even crazier. Yeah. And we have to do <laughs> yes, something yes. on that because the CDC does not have that type of power, people. Anyways, she was on the that one Joker show talking about showing her chocolate and her Yoker? ice cream and her, her $1,200 or $12,000 refrigerator. Right, I play, we we've talked about this in the show before and played the clip. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, getting back to what we were saying before, and we talked about Russia doing war games. They're having breaks, basically mercenaries fight in Ukraine right now for them. not not war all games. Them. The awesome eighties movie. Shall we play a game? With Matthew Broderick. <laughs> no. Okay. This is much scarier. <laughs> yeah. This we're is, closer. To, we're much closer to nuclear war this time. Yeah. So this is uh this is Bloomberg did an article on this. Putin brings China and India to Russia for war games defying the U.S. This is September first. Russia is holding a major military exercise involving China and India as President Vladimir Putin pushes back against attempts by the U.S. and its allies to isolate him over his invasion of Ukraine. More than 50,000 troops and 5,000 pieces of military equipment, including more than 140 aircraft, 60 warships, are due to take part in the week-long Vostok 2022 war games that start on Thursday in Russia's Far East, including naval drills in the Sea of Japan or East Sea. The regular, regu- I mean, that's, I know military operations with other countries happen all the time. Just a week-long operation. Yeah. That's fine. But this is, once again, that's something specifically the U.S. Like, is like, don't do this. Like we were talking about. They came well, up with their Mind bi- your own fucking business, first of all. So, like we were saying before about the U.S. walking around with its big stick, the U.N. You know, and NATO. And na- with NATO saying, hey, don't do this. And once again... Who the hell are you to tell us what we do, where we live? Oh, yeah. Last time I checked, 
I don't have to listen to you. Yeah. I mean, we we can get together, we can get along, and be kosher together. But who are you to tell me what I can and can't do with my friends in my own house? Well, you know, it's funny you put it that way because I was just thinking when you were, you know, bringing this up. I've just out of curiosity and interest, I've looked up the Indian military and YouTube videos and whatnot and yada yada yada. Yeah, and they're nothing like the U.S. probably or even Russian or Chinese militaries, like. They're not even close to as standardized in weaponry. They have a mix of, you know, Russian rifles, U.S. rifles, Chinese rifles, anything they can yeah. get their hands on. And but we should be really scared of them. Well, once again, now more than just energy-wise, be- because guess what energy is to India? That's freaking life and prosperity and the difference between misery. But that's what fossil fuels are to them. Yeah difference between misery and despair and just mass death you know they need that stuff well now not not only on the energy front which guess what europe is still getting fuels from russia via china india well so now we're driving india into into war games in russia hey you want to buy a bunch of weapons from us well, we've talked so before. Let's standardize your military. Let's outfit your military. And we'll train you on how to properly use Maintain. fire teams yeah. and platoon movements. And this is what we do in movements. Ukraine. We show you how to use. Really? And at the same time, yeah, there's going to be a lot of that. There, here's our battle plans. This is what we did. This is how we conquered this area. This is our opposition. That's just the U.S., I guarantee, are paying attention to this. But there's a lot of people that are saying, uh, I even saw, I think it was on the old foxy lady fox news <clears throat> i think they were they were on there they were talking about is the u.s would the u.s military be able to sustain a war a world war with russia and china and of course the critics are saying no obviously you gotta say that you gotta boost your enemy's uh, morale up by being like oh, we won't even be able to beat you but they did bring up some good points about during the obama administration how he completely almost gutted the higher ranks of the military. So the Obama administration has fired more generals and admirals than any other presidential administration Well, combined. that's kind of a good thing, actually. Well, but who are the ones he allowed to go into power? Who yeah, that's it. That's, it. The other, that's the flip side of that coin there. Okay. Yeah, so the flip side, I think it might be worse. And I, I'm not saying... I have noticed, and I do know, I have active duty military brethren still taking care of stuff uh and they have said that you know yeah things have gotten a lot weaker they're well we talked last time about the weapons leaving you got confirmation during oh yeah the recording from a buddy still in the core right that said there is stuff leaving active units right for Artillery, Ukraine. stuff like that weapons yeah. right and who knows and we also there's evidence showing that a lot of these weapons that are going over the ukraine are ending up on black markets Sometimes we repeat ourselves a little too much. Sorry, but no, we just got to... Hey, man, we talk about so much stuff, so we got to remind, remind ourselves. We're trying, folks. We really are. We're trying to be a little light out here in this dark, dark world, man. Yeah. But this is madness, you know? It really is madness. It's crazy. Yeah, I bet India would like to come over to Fort Hood or uh, something like that, you know, and run a bunch of joint exercises and, you know... Stuff like that. But yeah. they'd like to be friends. Yeah, they probably would. 
I'm sure I will guarantee you that India has been over here for some sort of military oh. exercises. Jump schools, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure they've had, yeah, forces over here. That was another thing I wanted to say is I saw an article that there are individuals that are concerned, worried that India may be used as a backdoor for Russian oil, which, yeah, we've already talked about that. We've already seen the sales. It's already the, happening. The imports of Russian oil, yeah. There's nothing that you're going to be able to do to stop that. That's going to happen. Just like this pipeline is going to be shut down longer than three days or whatever, right? Something's going to happen. And all of a sudden, how convenient would it be if this pipeline somehow got attacked by some Ukrainian sympathizers? Quote, end quote. Right. Which, you know, that's about as dumb as people burning down their own hometown over... Or shelling the nuclear plant that you're garrisoning your own troops and equipment at. Right. That would be stupid. Yep. Well, you know. Hitler did start uh, World War II with... Uh, the Reichstag fires? Well, that's how he took power. No, he ignited between the U.S. and Poland when he had German troops dress up as Polish troops and engage German troops on the border. Uh, that was in alignment with the Reichstag fire. He had agents dressed up as Polish troops. Oh, I didn't like, realize that happened at the same time. Well, I think that it... I'm pretty sure the Reichstag happened prior to that, and then, like, shortly after... We could be wrong. Who knows? We'll have to look it up. Well, but anyways, this stuff, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, shelling and killing. And, like, we, we've already showed and we've discussed in here, <laughs> who knows what to believe, really. We've seen that one month you have the Ukrainians are running out of artillery shells. And then the very next month, oh, no, no, it's the Russians that are running out of ammo. Ammo, yeah. It's ridiculous. Supposedly stuff's getting shot down. We already know that there's a bunch of deep fakes that came out. You know, The well, ghost of Kiev? The ghost of Kiev, yeah, that Russian tank that allegedly point blank smoked a bunch of Ukrainian soldiers. I'm, I, I'm sure I have to look into it. But I remember hearing the story about that old woman walking around giving the, the Russians seeds to put in their pockets so when they die they can plant trees <laughs> i'm like i the first time i heard that i was like that's made up it's totally fake that's propaganda yeah. well it seems just kind of tragic to me that ukraine is sort of this like sacrificed land at which all of these power hungry warmongers can i mean just sort of sacrifice to maybe live out their dreams of a third world war Maybe we can look into um, the history of Ukraine and see what an absolute just armpit of a, a country it's pretty much been since the well the fall of the Soviet Union and yeah since it was its creation the fall of the Soviet Union in the nineties and it's been known I mean its reputation in the world was the black market you wanted so you wanted Soviet era weapons and stuff you go to Ukraine <laughs> human trafficking <laughs> corruption oh yeah. These things were not secrets to the rest of the world. And now all of a sudden we're like, which I get, dude. But like I said, going back once again, when Ukraine was getting ripped apart by the Civil War, the uh, which we know now that... Was the CIA versus pro-Russian? Pro, yeah. Sort of people? Yeah. Nobody was... Nobody gave a dang... Nobody gave a damn about Ukraine then. I was watching it going like, hmm, this is very interesting. I have a feeling this is going to unfold terribly. And now here we are. And even when I talk to people about it, they're like, oh, I, I had no idea about that. I'm like, bro, 
I remember I confronted this one lady that worked for the local newspaper, and it was actually at a, I went to a, a Bernie Sanders campaign event. Nice. <laughs> just to, just to, just to like, check it out? Just, well, just to like, yeah, see what he would say, tried asking him a question and stuff, and of course he wouldn't answer. But what I got into a conversation with this lady and I was like, yeah, you know, I read your recent op-ed about the Russian invasion of Crimea and how the U.S. should send troops and do something about it. And I was like, that's a ridiculous idea. It's not worth a single dollar or a single drop of American blood to go over there and do that. She's like, of course it is. She got all pissed at me. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, I swear. Seriously. I mean, did you ask her? Are you sending your kids and I just smiled, and I was nodding my head. I was like, absolutely not. I said, that is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Kept it so that's cool, awesome. dude, and she just... Oh, uh, man. Yeah. That's, that's some punk rock shit, bro. Dude, people are nuts about this stuff. It's like, you can't tell modern day... I don't know how they're called liberals, because I, you know, back to the... If you haven't listened to the brilliant interview with Chune episodes, <laughs> you Our know anarcho-capitalism. Yeah, the main school of economic thought behind that, they consider themselves classical liberals, and from the school of classical liberalism, like at the turn of the nineteenth into the twentieth century. Yeah, and that was just like laissez-faire, let it be. Get government out of it, middlemen out, let the market take care of it. Which, hey, you and I probably would have been liberals back then. Absolutely. And these people these days are not liberal about anything. Everything has to be done to their liking. And they're not even consistent on what that is. And it's just so strange to me how it got so twisted from what it was. You know what I mean? Even the Democratic Party is completely different. I mean, the Republican Party is pretty different, too. Absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, Senator Robert Taft voted against being in NATO. His nickname was Mr. Republican. We've mentioned that. (laughs) So it's it's just crazy how how time and people behind it. I mean, I don't think it's by accident how this stuff got twisted and changed. Well, we the people that collective entity. Yeah. When people surrender their individuality and get into that groupthink. And that hive mind, they believe this story. You know, like, there's, like, for instance, think about the similarity between, I can't even tell the difference these days between somebody who would have absolutely voted for Obama twice, hands down, and people that were after 9-11 calling for whatever the military-industrial complex wanted afterwards. Going to get Saddam Hussein... We now know that... Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Didn't need to happen. He had nothing to do with 9-11. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Supposedly had training grounds and weapons of mass destruction. Well, guess what? We created training grounds. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we... Maybe the, the only, we weapon, only weapons of mass destruction that they found were the mustard gas that your daddy sold them. And, and shocker... Big shocker, I just heard on the news the other day, the radio this morning, or no, this the other day, that Shiite, the Shiite Muslims. And Shia Muslims and the, the, Sui, or no, the Sunnis. Sunnis? Is it Sunni Muslims? Shias and Sunnis, yes. Yeah, are at it again. Well, There's another that. genocide going on. But then again, that goes all the way back to this guy named Mohammed. 
correct? Doesn't that? Something like that. Yeah. Or yeah. some people that that worked with that guy. I don't know. Anyways. Goes back 1,500 years, the difference between Shias and Sunnis. And we don't have time for that. I mean, right. But, but speaking of time, where are we at? Listeners, this is a warning that this is a scotch and cigar episode. If you don't want to listen to perhaps incoherent babbling. No, it's not going to be so much incoherent. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's along the path lines of what we're talking about, but we're going we're gonna to do a little bit of ramble for the next 15. Ramble. How about that? All right. 10 to 15, just give us your time. Bend us your ear if you'd be so kind. But all this is, it, it's really boiling down to we need, we need to be self-sufficient. You need to be self-sufficient. If you don't have preps, food, some water stuff, I mean, water filtration, you should really get on it. This winter coming up, we don't know what's going to happen. Nope. Thank the Lord I have a fireplace. Theo's got a wood-burning stove. We got we got shit going on. But if what is going to happen in Europe is going to be a reflection of the U.S., I mean, Europe's going to be hurting, dude. Germany's going to be hurting, dude. Yeah, well, we are, you know, some of our listeners. We got some Florida listeners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, we are on the interior. My boy Nick's one of them. Shout out to Nick. Nick. Oh, hey, and congratulations to Nick and Amanda, newlyweds. Love just you got guys. Married. Oh, yeah. They just got married. Love you. Special fans. Yeah, super special. We are on the interior of the continent. We don't have any ocean tides. No, but we do get to derechos. Bring warm warm water or anything like that it gets freaking cold and most of all yeah around here in the winter it gets windy that's true too so super but, windy but you're out in the middle of nowhere like we're where we're at it's presently flat. yeah it's just that's flat yeah hopefully we get some <sighs> sound some sound padding up here in the shack yeah. before the winter. Because it's not. You, it's not. We're not going to make it through the winter. Uh, you, yeah. All we we'll have to. We might have to change this studio. Go out somewhere else because uh, <laughs> put mattresses up or something. Because you, everybody will hear that wind whipping through. Oh, here. absolutely. <laughs> Making that forty in the background. It's nice out right now. It's it doesn't. Even, it doesn't right feel now. like summer feels like the beginning of fall unfortunately i mean i love fall it's one of my favorite seasons you know pumpkin spice and everything nice just kidding i really don't care for the taste of pumpkin anything well pumpkin pie is good actually my wife uh, not even that my wife makes some pumpkin bars that are pretty fantastic i'll eat those that's about it anything else i i would pass on i don't know if it's true i from what i i've read though i think on just like pinterest something like that yeah pumpkins are the leftover essentially obsolete remnant of woolly mammoth food that Hmm. used to just grow because you know have you ever planted pumpkin yeah yeah like it's a vine it it just it just goes man yeah it'll overcome your other stuff yeah 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 yeah. clean clean your your pumpkin out for your jack-o'-lantern or whatever and like throw the seeds out in the yard oh yeah it'll grow and then like yeah the next year like all of a sudden you've got this big ass pumpkin pumpkin patch. plant patch. <laughs> yeah, what am I? What? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like magic, folks. Yeah, they just well, this it's not magic. 
good old black Iowa dirt we got here. Yeah, we got the best soil in the country. Well, uh, yeah. In my personal opinion. Anywho, I might just be biased because I'm from Iowa and I love it. And spend a little time on a hog farm. Spend a little time on a farm. Farm. Maybe once or twice. So, yeah. So we'll, Anyway, the we'll, need to heat things. Yeah. It's very important. Absolutely important. And canning stuff. Can your goods. I'm looking forward to making some salsa. Some salsa. Yeah, we got some. We got a lot of hot Thai chili peppers growing in the garden. A lot of people make fun of canning salsa. Why? It's best. Which thing. I've never actually been good at it. Like That's canning easy. a bunch of salsa. You know what I mean? But it's easy. I'll something I got to work on. No, yeah, we'll come over. And we'll, I'll do it. But we'll do it together. You can actually treat salsa like a can of salsa, just like a can of tomato sauce. Oh yeah. Like you want to make some rice? Add a, add add a can of salsa to it. Yeah. To, it's almost like, and then throw a little. Uh, my mom used to do it all the time with some beef. Beef. She like slices. Oh yeah. Beef just use it like as your tomato sauce mm-hmm. to like yeah. just simmer your yep. your beef in locally raised beef. Well, when you best. think about it, especially if it's peppers that you grew. I mean, even if oh, I get yeah. I get green peppers and onions are kind of they're hard, especially when you're making because you can grow an abundance of tomatoes, you can grow an abundance of hot peppers, whether it's jalapenos or whatever, right? Here's the thing: jalapenos, particularly, have a bunch of vitamin C in them. They're mm-hmm. great for you. So do tomatoes. And tomatoes, I mean, tomatoes are very acidy. Some people they're good for some people, not. But anyway, you can get that those good vine ripened nutrients and glyconutrient sugars out of your own garden, out of your own ground, and you can still go buy onions and green yeah. peppers from yep. the store if you have to to make your salsa. If, can you some know. tomatoes. Tomatoes. And, yeah, and stewed tomatoes and stuff, or you can make tomato juice. Oh, it's the best. Making your own homemade tomato juice. Tomato yes. sauce. Tomato gumbo. <laughs> tomatoes and onions. Tomatoes and shrimp. Tomatoes. Dude, I'm just telling you. And you can do salsa goes with anything, dude. Not just chips. You you can eat it out of the can straight. It's, it's and it would be nutritious, nutritious for you and delicious. And, you know, chicken and salsa, right? Oh yeah. Uh, rice and salsa, like you just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just saying, folks. Pasta and salsa. Pasta, yeah. I've never actually done that, but I'm probably gonna try it now. Why not? Yeah. What's the what are you missing out? I mean, especially hey, if you need it, you need it. Yeah, Lord willing, we don't have to rely on these things, but Lord it's better to have it. And you know what? When you have it too, you're gonna if you and if you get into it, you make it in the next year. You're gonna use up your stock, or you can give it to some friends. Especially you know, football season's coming up, right? What does everybody eat during uh, football games when they have people come over? Chips and salsa. Chips and salsa, yeah, and cervezas. Yummy. So there you go, folks. It's it's. You find a good recipe, you're going to be happy, and you'll really enjoy the salsa all every time you make it and every time you eat it. Just saying. Yummy. Yep, just saying. So, I got a good way to cook a turkey. How's that? How much time we got? <laughs> Six minutes. Okay. All right. Take a garbage can. <laughs> I'm not liking how this is starting <laughs> off, but okay. <laughs> All right. Is that like how you eat peeps? <laughs> step one, so. open the package. Step two, throw the fucking shit in the trash. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so Yeah, those things are nasty, though. <laughs> yeah. So 
I cook it out first. I like if you buy the garbage can, it's like the galvanized one and everything. Okay. So I not, like, you shouldn't just get a, and you know, huh? Shouldn't just get like a 15 gallon uh, plastic one, Rubbermaid. No. No. It's got to be one of those galvanized. Yeah. Well, you cook that out, get all that, just like cook it out. Yeah. Get you got to get all the coating factory, and shit off of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oils. So, and then what you do is you put like a post or a stake in the ground. Okay. And then you rig that turkey up, kind of like resting on it vertically, breasts out. Okay. Okay. And then what I did was I laid like a bunch of foil down around that steak and on that steak, and and then I put a stick of butter on top of it. On top of the turkey? Yeah. Where its head was at? Yep. And then turn that garbage can over. And you put it down. This is some. This is sound. Oh, so you have to have the turkey down maybe eight inches or whatever from it's the off top of the ground. Of the it's well, off of the ground, but, but you. So you when you put. But yeah, your, you don't want it touching. Okay, the so you can. don't it's have the turkey there. at at the top of the stake. It's got to be down maybe. It what? has to be just eight, twelve inches. Yeah, down below. far enough that it's not touching. So it's collecting all that heat. Yeah, it's okay. like really convection. And this post can't be made of wood. Well, I did make it out of. It was out of wood. But I completely, like, I bought a big old industrial roll of aluminum foil. Oh, and you wrapped it? And I it. completely wrapped it up, and then, I, and then I brought it down, like, on the ground so that it, around oh, it. And it preserved the so wood? So that the, se- like, it sealed, the rim of the garbage can sealed down into the all foil. Not dirt or grass, right. but foil. Okay. Because it was, like, in my yard, man. This is, like, some redneck shit, isn't it? I'm liking where it's going, though, but I assume. So you start fire. Well, what I did was I lit an entire bag, like a good-sized bag of charcoal. Ooh, nice. I like natural. natural? I just like making it natural. I do not like match light. I do not like... Kingston regular yeah. King, uh, yeah those brand name charcoals yeah it smells say good that. all those chemicals on smell great I can but, taste them now so I don't like it so yeah, I like I a natural I like a natural but you gotta have the whole yeah. bag and what you'll do is you'll put some hardwood charcoal yeah absolutely that's my favorite yep. so you'll put that around the outside okay bottom of the trash can yep and then you'll put a nice old pile on top too so the trash can has to be touching the ground yeah, it's okay. upside down, and the rim so is down the, touching the, coal, the ground. The charcoal's on the outside. Yeah, down around the, the bottom. around it. And then on the top, too. And you want to make sure that it's all the way around the bottom, and there's a nice pile on top. Right, okay. And then how, when that, how much, like, uh, how long are you going to burn it for? So like that, It only takes actually cooking a turkey this way, like two and a half, three hours at most. Okay. And So just spread it evenly, the whole bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, All the way around the bottom. And then how do you do on the top? Just uh, just uh, a pile on top. Just a whole pile? You don't yep. spread it out? Even just right uh, there? You, you, know, you just... until And then until it's all burnt, you yeah. just leave it there. All right? Well, you got to lift the garbage can up nice and easy and slowly because you got ashes everywhere, right? You can't just whip it yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man! <laughs> dude, this but, turkey sucks. Tastes like ash, bro. All right, dude. So... <laughs> Everybody talks about like white meat on chickens and turkeys, about okay. how it's like the best meat. Yeah, I'm, I like the white meat. I am a personally like a chicken thigh. I love chicken thighs and legs. And that's where my wife is. Yep, that's she's, way better. I personally same thing on um, turkey. 
That's why you got great thighs and legs, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Likewise. Well, but I eat the breasts. So, so white I meat, better breasts. But white meat on a turkey is very, very hard to keep moist. You can ruin it very, very easily. Yes, I have had dried, absolutely dried breast meat. It doesn't it's take not the anything. Greatest. This way, you will have a nice moist succulent, succulent mm. breast, moist. and then with that butter, you've got a crisp brown skin all the way along the outside. Mm. God damn, this is some serious gourmet shit. Mm, that does sound good. Man, it's freaking amazing. I would suggest everybody try this. Try it safely away from all structures. Yeah. And I have a hose right next to good call. this. And uh, I, there was a hose ready to put a fire out. Right, yeah. So you got to be safe about stuff like this. I said we It may not be a bad idea just to soak the water around the area before you even begin. Absolutely. You know, I do that sometimes when I'm making fires in the yard. Fortunately, I did this one for Thanksgiving, and for people that aren't familiar with Iowa, you know, we come around to Thanksgiving time, there's probably snow on the ground, and there Mm. may have already been a couple little sunny melts, and it's moist. It gets moist until we hit our deep, deep freeze a little later. So then, yeah. That's a good. That's a good time to do it. Uh, obviously, make sure that it's not super dry out and there's not a burn ban. I, I would assume that would probably be yeah. a bad idea to yeah. have that do yeah. this during a burn ban. Well, it's just a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the fire department's gonna. Yeah. There was fire all along that <laughs> holler back there. What were you guys doing? I heard about a way to cook, cook turkey, turkey on a podcast. No. We are not responsible for you burning your shit down in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, please don't. So. But no, it's actually really good, man. It's really good. All right, I take your word for it, man. It sounds, uh, it, I, it's, it, it's making me want to have a turkey. Maybe one day we'll try it. Like soon, we're gonna have to. But you know what's what's good about cooking a turkey, and not just for Thanksgiving, eating it, is that if you're willing to spend the time to get, just get, I don't know, grab some nylon gloves or whatever, you know, like food prep gloves, mm-hmm. let that thing cool down. Hand pull all that turkey meat oh, off yeah. and separate it from the bone. Turkey salad. Tur- we, we <laughs> turkey like to sandwich. Do, yeah, we like turkey. to do. Um, you can do. It's just, and it's just like you can eat like it's like a week's worth of lunch. We like to do one you know? that's like a chip beef and and stuff like on toast or whatever. Yeah. Right, but it would be chicken. I'm sorry, the turkey, the shredded turkey with gravy. Oh, yeah, And then absolutely. just do it either over, like, rice like, or a piece shit of on toast. A sh- shit on a shingle. Shit on a shingle. Or we've done with biscuits. Biscuits. Um, yeah, that's pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. Mm. Can, of, can of mixed vegetables. Or potatoes. Potatoes, it's good with potatoes, too. You Because you could do it with the turkey. You could do it with, a, like, a brown or a white gravy yeah, with brown. on the potatoes. Brown's always superior to white gravy. It all depends. Whatever floats your boat, dude. To each their own. But hey, man, I'm just saying that's a great way to do leftover Thanksgiving turkey. Yummy, yummy. Why do we celebrate Thanksgiving? Uh, Quakers, Indians. You know the story. (laughs) How the Indians, the Native Americans saved the pilgrims? Yeah. They made stone soup? Is that what the pilgrims were doing? Yeah, you don't remember. We came from the era where we were making stone soup in, in like first grade, kindergarten, first grade. You don't remember that? No. Dude, I was in like first or second grade. Made stone soup. My kids made stone soup out of Your kids made stone soup. Hmm. Yeah. 
I'll be damned. <laughs> yeah, and I, and you I learn was all like, sorts what'd you, of. What'd your kids learn? And I was like, oh yeah, well now it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> you learn all sorts of things about uh, pilgrims and Thanksgiving when oh, you're yeah, drinking dude. whiskey, smoking cigars, and the. I already informed my kids about uh, you know not to be trusting too much in your government school. Yeah, boy, yeah. a bunch of people were upset with me when. Uh, gotta kind of be easy on with the kids, you know. You gotta be easy with them, yeah. You don't want to ruin their childhood or anything, but right. you know, Santa ain't real. <laughs> <laughs> Neither is the Easter Bunny. All right, we should really wrap this up, dude. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks we really appreciate you guys hanging out, and rambling with us these last. Yeah. Uh, thanks for hanging out for the. Yeah. The duration, the if you made cigar, it, cigar, scotch and cigars. Love you guys. Yeah, we sure do. We appreciate it. Uh, you guys want to drop us a line? You know, I'm TP at Iowa Talk. Guys. You know how to do it. Read yeah, below. It's in the description. Also, hey, if you guys could share with your friends, share your other weirdo friends like us, and hey, be like, listen to these dummies from Iowa. I call it word of mouth. That's the really the best way. Uh, we're like for you guys, for us to grow. The best way to do that is for you guys to share our show with your friends. So we appreciate it. Love you guys, and we will chat at you soon. I will talk guys out. Out.